Welcome to the Agile Confessional, a podcast that shares fun confessions from people who've spent a large part of their career working in the Agile world. Hear the mistakes they've made along the way so you can avoid falling into the same traps in the future. I'm your host, Giles Lindsay, CEO of Agile Delta Consulting. I'm the coach who absolves my guests of the sins made in the Agile world. It's time to listen in on the latest instalment. Welcome to episode 40 of the Agile Confession. Today's guest is Carl Smith. Hi, Carl. Hi, Giles. Thanks for having me here today. Carl is complex. He's an entrepreneur, silversmith. He's human experience focused, a transformation consultant, and sees the funny side of most things. Carl, shall we begin? Yes, please, coach. Forgive me, coach, for I have sinned. And what Agile sin would you like to confess? I would like to confess Agile gluttony. This goes back quite a long way to when I was asked to bring Agile into a major corporation. And I had just got things running when they'd been stuck for a year and a half on a piece of work. And they hired a new head of security. And this head of security basically came in and said, you have to stop work straight away. And I said, you know, because I wanted to find out what the problem was. And he said, your security plans are not good enough. I'm going, okay, well, that's fine. What do you suggest? And he said, well, we need to do this, this, and this. And I'm going, what's the impact of that? And he said, well, basically, you need to stop now. It'll take about six months to sort out. And this is the only way to do it. And I go, are you sure it's the only way to do it? He didn't really realize that I was actually brought in by the CFO. So I was brought in from the top because they were stuck. And I said, well, look, I don't mind going to the CFO asking for an extension in time and money, but it's going to cost us about two million pounds for that six months because we've actually lined up a hold of marketing afterwards. He said, yeah, that's fine. It needs to be answered. But you do understand, however, if it's not the only way to do it, and this is the sin, I kind of crushed him. If it's not the only way to do it, then I will bring in a code auditor to audit your solution. If it's not the only way to do it, I'll have you fired because you're going to blow off two million pounds. Uh, and he just looks shocked. And it's not a surprise, but again, I'm not not technical. I do understand how things work. And he basically backed down and I crushed him, which is a really bad thing to do. Ultimately, well, I'll tell you how we resolved it, but it was a terrible thing to do to a human being. So what did you learn from this? The learnings was that actually work is not work only. It's social and it's human. Uh, what I did to that guy was pretty unforgivable. It needed to be done in a way that I didn't do it in. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, was, I was quite brutal, but uh, at that time, I was more of a agile zealot than I am now. And therefore, what advice would you give to others? So uh, it's a small piece of your work, but it's a big piece of someone else's work. Ultimately, I went back to the guy and said, I think your solution is the right one, but we don't have time to do it. Can we do an interim solution? He helped us with the interim solution. And within six months, although we went live with a somewhat flimsy piece of security, it met the requirements of the business. It was safe enough, but ultimately we delivered it in his format, the whole piece of work, because it was the right solution. It just wasn't the right time. So you need to take these wins and turn them into wins for everyone. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. And would you like to share any other sense, Carl? 
Yes, I, I have the sin of agile wrath. I get that sort of red light in my eyes that just explodes into projects sometimes because, and the basis of this sin was what I considered to be disloyalty. Uh, I don't really have much space in me for disloyalty, having previously worked with the military. And their response to disloyalty is, is usually quite pointed. So the scenario was I was brought in to do an agile transformation through the CIO's office, through the CIO. And the very first meeting I went to, I didn't say very much, but the person in that meeting basically said, because I didn't know the scenarios, didn't know what was happening. I listened, but their very first reaction to their boss's desire to do this transformation was, I don't want to do that bit, but I'll do that bit. And I'm thinking going, I don't think this guy quite understands his relationship to work. Okay. And, you know, it's very, you know, the head of architecture for a very major organization. So I understood their power base, but my relationship with them kind of went in a downward spiral over a period of time because he would try and tell me what parts of the transformation he would do. And I would just ignore him. <laughs> Completely ignore him because, you know, I'm from the background that says if you've been given a direction, that's the direction. Unless it comes from the people that instruct you, you don't change direction. Everything else is noise. And so I didn't negotiate at all. I said, no, this is what we're doing. And, and you know, we got to a shouting match with this guy, which apparently is not really common behavior in the bank. So that behavior was wrong. And I, and I recognize that now. And behind that was actually the fact that there was no transparency. He didn't know that this wasn't an external consultancy. He didn't know it was the CIO's desire. So what did you learn from this? I learned basically to really check out what I've been told. <laughs> you know, I was set up for a fall to a certain extent because I was advised that this knowledge was widely dispersed amongst the leadership of the bank. And it clearly wasn't. They expected the external consultants to free fall uh, with the bank and that people would suddenly would understand that actually it was the policy of the bank. But actually they didn't. All they saw was another bunch of people coming in with transformation ideas, which everyone's seen over and over again. And for them, it was an opportunity to either subsume some of the money into their desires or to back them away as they have done before. Unfortunately, particularly in that scenario, they didn't realize that the board of directors and the CEO was also on board. <laughs> so um, our mandate went, went way above the single leader that brought us in originally. So what advice would you then give to others? I think the thing is to be really circumspect about what you're told. Clearly, I was set off on a trajectory that led me into me becoming angry with the behaviors around me. Obviously, I had to temper myself, again, because you're not in the same work environment. But I also believed what I was told. And it was naive of me, but it was hopeful of me also, because the person telling me <laughs> is a very well-known agileist. <laughs> so it's be wary of what you bring and be careful of what you listen to. Fantastic. So, Carl, are you ready for your absolution and penance? Yes, please, coach. Well, Carl, you'll be happy to hear that I absolve you of your agile sins shared here today and that your penance is committing to support both the Agile 20 Reflect Festival and whatever comes next to support the worldwide Agile community. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm absolutely shattered beyond measure already. I, don't, I know there's more coming. I, I'm not sure what it is. I don't think anyone knows. I think that's 
that's what I like about this festival is that we are learning as we go. And but the central team a couple of nights ago, we we were we were all chatting on WhatsApp, and it was clearly turning into a nonsense conversation because <laughs> everyone was so tired. So yes, well, thank you, coach. It's it's a good penance, and I'll maybe come back to you and either seek to be absolved of part of it or maybe reduce sentence. <laughs> Fantastic. Look, Carl, thank you for being here. Thank you for being an awesome sport. Thank you for sharing your sins and your penance with us. Thank you, Giles, for having me. It's been great. Thank you.